Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Vicki Weinberg from the UK with us. Um, Vicki has been selling products at home and also kind of transitioning into teaching other people how to sell products. And um, how long have you been doing this, Vicki? Go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know what you're up to. Hi, yeah, thank you, April. Thank you for having me here. Okay, so I first started working from home, well, sort of from home, I'd actually say it was oh, a bit longer, maybe like seven years ago. Um, and I was teaching yoga to children. I retrained as a yoga teacher. So I wasn't technically working from home because I was going out and teaching, but that was my first taste of working not in a corporate environment, which I'd mm-hmm. done up until I had my first child. When my second child was born, so that was five and a half years ago, very shortly after she was born, I decided I wanted to do something else. Um, I'd already made a decision I wanted to work from home, but I wanted to work from home, you know, like at home, in my (laughs) home. (laughs) So I started, um, I created my own brand of products, uh, baby products, which I started selling online. So that was, yeah, that was about five years ago. And then in the last, I want to say two or three years, I've also been doing some consulting to help other people who want to create their own products. You know, they've got a vision, but they don't really know how to do it. And most recently, I've been helping lots of sellers get their products onto Amazon because that's the first marketplace I started selling on. It's the one I'm most familiar with and it's one that's super hard to get right. So that is what I'm up to at the moment. So it's been a bit of an evolution, to be honest with you. So when you were teaching the yoga classes, were you like traveling to people's homes or to a studio? I was renting studio space mostly. And I was also going to a few, um, we call them preschools in the UK. So like nurseries for like really young kids, like one to four years old. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of places that would pay me to come and do a a session once a week or something like that. Um, But yeah, so that was my first taste of working not in a traditional nine to five going to an office every day, which I've done prior to that. You probably still had some element of like bookkeeping and like lesson planning that you were doing from home. I did. I did. I actually had, I was actually working loads from home and actually more than I'd anticipated. Mm-hmm. And that was actually one thing that looking back, I'd, I'd vastly underestimated that shape because I kind of thought that I would just be going out to teach classes, but I didn't actually think about the fact I had to market myself and then I had to invoice people and I had, you know, all the other stuff around it. And I was actually working a lot more than I had thought I'd be because I was thinking, oh, I'll be teaching kids. So I'll just be working in the day. But the problem is when you're teaching classes all day, you're actually working all evening to do all the other stuff that you need to do Mm. so I yeah I got that I wouldn't say I got it wrong but I really underestimated what that would involve right and did you say that that started when you had your first child um after I had my first child so what happened um is I had my first child and then I suffered postnatal depression after he was born and when it were coming we were coming up to the point where he was coming up to a year old and I was meant to go back to my corporate role um And I think it was the thought of going back was making, you know, I've been sort of recovering and feeling better in myself, but the closer it came to going back to the corporate environment, the worse I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, My work was in London, which from where I am in Kent in the UK is like, it's only about 30 miles. It's like 40 minutes on the train. It's not a massive commute by any means, but the thought of having this physical distance between me and my child, for whatever reason, I just couldn't cope with it. I just, it really sort of the anxiety in me really built up about that and that's when I started thinking okay I need to do something locally um I live in a small town and there weren't many 
jobs going around that I felt that were right for me at that time. So I was like, okay, let's do something completely different and see where that takes me. Did you say you retrained as a yoga instructor for children? Like, was that a whole process that you had to go through? Yes, it was. So um, it was actually a franchise that I sort of brought into and they provided all of the training. So I wasn't qualified to teach adults, but I was qualified. They took me through the training to teach young children. Um, So it was a completely new thing, which I think was part of the appeal as well, actually, like learning something completely new because that wasn't my background. Um, Prior to that, I'd worked in corporate communications for years and years and years. I'd worked since I I left school and I did an apprenticeship. And I just worked at various companies, eventually landed somewhere, worked my way up and kind of thought that was the trajectory I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and having children really changed all of that for me. Were you um, able to use some of the communications background in your marketing or being able to start yourself in the new business? Do you feel like any of that transferred? Yeah, I think lots of it transferred, actually. Um I do always done a lot of copywriting and, and actually today when I'm like helping people with like product listings and things, I use a lot of those copywriting skills and yeah, the marketing skills. Um, I'd actually say that writing is one of my strengths. That's definitely something that I never, you know, I was so lucky in my corporate role that I was often being sent on training courses for this, you know, for marketing, copywriting and different things like that. And so I think the skills I learned plus the experience I had has been really helpful. And then like there's the other stuff like just managing your diary and, you know, be, being able to be on top of admin and all of that sort of thing, I think. So I don't regret any of the experience that I, that I had, but I'm quite glad that I've gone down a different path now. <laughs> I want to, I want to dig into that last thing a little bit longer, the, the yoga thing. How many hours were you working at home trying to manage the marketing and the lesson planning and the invoicing versus going in the studio? more time I can't I can't I can't say exactly what it was but I would say it was more time because up until that point and this is actually true people don't always believe me like I didn't have a Facebook account until I started up a business and was like oh I really need to be on Facebook so I hadn't been using social media socially at that point because back then I don't think social media was that new really it wasn't this is seven years ago Yes, it wasn't then. There was no Instagram. I remember that. I remember when Instagram started. Maybe that was around the same time. But I wasn't, you know, I've been on MySpace like years ago. But, you know, I didn't have a Facebook account. I wasn't used to posting on social media. Um, I had no clue at all about that sort of thing. Because even when I was working for a corporate, you know, I was, my role was quite by then quite internal facing. And yeah, I just didn't really know how to do that. So it took me a long time to kind of figure out how to promote myself because social media was mainly how I was promoting my business back then because I was trying to reach mums and that was a great place to reach them like in local Facebook groups and things like that but it took me a a long time to get to grips with that side of things. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and just tell us what you're doing in the last few years. Now you said it was it about five years ago that you transitioned into selling the baby products first? Yeah, because I the yoga I didn't actually do for as long as I thought I would do it for. Because when I fell pregnant for a second time, I realized that actually I didn't have a great pregnancy and I wasn't very mobile. And the thing about teaching yoga is you need to be able to like get up off the floor and stuff, <laughs> which I couldn't do because I was having a few <laughs> issues. So I hired some teachers to sort of do my classes for me with the idea being that I would do 
like the admin and all the stuff that I need to do at home mm-hmm. but actually gradually I started to outsource more and more of that as so I like further into the pregnancy because I mean I had a toddler as well um and then after my daughter was born I kind of I don't know I kind of felt that business was almost running itself without me and I was like I don't know I, I wanted something else to do and I happened to just listen to a podcast one day because I was just getting into podcasts then and again mate I don't know if I was a late adopter or what five years ago I'm not sure but I was listening to a podcast and there were these people on there talking about how they were selling their own branded products and I was listening to it and what they were saying didn't kind of match my lifestyle. There were these two men and they were talking about, oh, we can work on our laptops in on the beach and we can travel around the world. And that wasn't what I wanted, but I kind of thought, well, actually, if they can do that, surely I can work in my spare bedroom when my baby's asleep and my toddler's at preschool. And sort of the cog started going. And I, you know, I thought, oh, looking more into this. And I started researching what it would take to get a product off the ground and how I might do that. And I spent a lot of time researching, um, which I'm glad I did in a way um, because there was a lot to learn. But in another way, I think experience is the best teacher. And actually, however many you know, YouTube videos I watched, I still made some mistakes and oh, yeah. still did things I'd regret. And probably I procrastinated a little bit too much because I always wanted to, you know, learn the next thing um but I launched my brand in I want to say 2016 and I started selling those products on my own website and on Amazon and I've since launched like a few more products I've got a bit more of a range now because they're bamboo baby products that I sell and then I did that um a couple of years and then people started contacting people I'd known because by then I think one of the great things was I was starting to build up networks so some were like in face networks, like other mums in business, which is other mums who work from home, basically, which is brilliant because it can be quite lonely just sitting in your home on your own a lot of the day. And um, also some virtual networks and people that I was meeting were saying, oh, it's really interesting you're doing that because I've always wanted to sell this or I want to do that. And, but I don't know where to start. So I started helping a few people through the process. And then I, my husband actually said to me, you know, you should be charging for this. Like you're giving away a lot of advice for nothing <laughs> a lot of time too probably yeah, yeah and it was but you know I've always kind of had the mentality if I can help somebody I will so it's for me it wasn't a problem but he was mm-hmm. like um you've only got so many hours and if you're spending this much time on other people then shouldn't you be getting something back mm-hmm. and at first I was resistant I'll be honest um but then I sort of you know the next person that asked me I did say oh but yeah but this is what I charge and they said okay and they paid me and then oh. I was like okay yay <laughs> maybe there's something in this and um yeah and so since then I've been helping other people to get their product ideas off the ground and launch their products and as I mentioned earlier specifically to start selling them on Amazon because lots of people I come into contact with want to sell on Amazon because it's like there's so many customers there and there's great opportunities but I think there's an awareness that it's getting harder and harder especially to get started now because Mm. people who've been on there for 5, 10, 15 years plus have just got such a huge advantage and for new sellers it's super hard so if I can help make that easier for people then that's the other thing that I'm doing. It sounds like you have multiple things in action right now and I'm curious if you ended up keeping that franchise with the yoga studio now that it was running by itself and you had people doing all the things for you or is that now completely removed from your life 
That's completely gone. So what happened? Because it was on a franchise model, you have the contract for a set amount of years. I can't remember how many years it was. Um, so that naturally came to an end and you could renew or give it up. And I decided at that point, actually, it made most sense for me to walk away from it. Um, we were chatting a little bit, weren't we, before we started recording about how generally when you start doing more things, something has to give, whether that's intentional or not. And I always like to intentionally stop doing something rather than realize I've neglected something yeah that's fair and then what about the baby products are you still selling those like as a passive income is that automated now or did that also go away no I'm still selling my baby products but it's definitely much more passive um I'm really aware that if I was putting more time into them I would probably be selling more than I am currently but I'm also kind of happy with how things are I have a great logistics setup so I have a warehouse that deals with all the you know packing and shipping of orders for me I sell on multiple platforms the warehouse deal with everything mm-hmm. so day to day there's not so much for me to do. I mean, I'm still like the customer facing side and I still do social media and I still reply to customer emails and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, few and far between really because they're not like, they're quite basic products. There isn't much that can go wrong with them really. So yeah, it is fairly, it is fairly passive now, which, and that to be honest with you, wasn't entirely a choice. Um, there's a couple of things really is that I launched a podcast my own podcast back in March 2020 which okay. is a podcast for people who who are new to selling products and the basic deal I speak to other small business owners about their journeys so that everyone can learn from each other and I really love doing that and I feel like in a way it's more of a side point project um for me but I just I get such lovely feedback and I love talking to people um but March 2020 was obviously when the lockdown started in the UK and suddenly kids were home and there was homeschooling and uh, I think from that point onwards is when I've probably given my products business less attention partly because um I don't know what it was like in the US but on Amazon in the UK lots of things couldn't suddenly couldn't be sold because things that like hygiene products and things like that took priority but that also included baby products and I guess because lots of physical shops were shut my sales actually went up I had like one of my best sales months and I think it was April 2020 really and sales carried on just being pretty good without me doing a great deal um so I guess I felt that I could take my eye off that for a bit because I was trying to get this podcast up and running and promote it and Mm -hmm. it was you know how it is when something's new it takes you double the time as when you've been doing it and it takes you so much more time than you realize that it might yeah and then you get to the point where you've been doing it for like a year or six months or whatever and suddenly you're doing it in like a fraction of the time um but back then that was taking up a lot of time and I wasn't prepared to let that go just because I had the kids at home I was like no I've committed to this I've said I'm doing it I'm going to see it through Um, but I guess that probably was the turning point when my products business became a bit more passive because that also coincided with lots of other people wanting to get their products online because perhaps they were selling them in a physical store and that was now shut so they Mm -hmm. wanted to get those online somewhere so actually my business probably that's when probably things really took off if I'm really honest was about a year ago so last summer um from then on I've been consistently quite busy helping people which is fantastic I mean it's sad for high street retail I do feel really sad that you know how much physical stores have suffered I don't know if it's the same in the US but in the UK like shops were shut for a very long time 
we didn't have the same extensive shutdowns as you probably did, but there um, is definitely, there was, and it depends on state by state. So in the U.S., you know, the 50 states are fairly independent of each other in some things. So each governor would make a different choice. You know, all companies of this type must close. I think they closed gyms and movie theaters, hair salons. Um, some businesses were allowed to stay open if they sold essential products. So I don't know if your products would have been considered um, essential if you would have been in a store facing or a storefront. But it sounds like they did not stop you from the, the warehouse didn't shut down. And that was the good thing for you, right? Yeah, that was a good thing. I mean, I think they might have shut down. I mean, they definitely had a skeleton staff for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. because for social distancing and things, I guess you can't have a full team and things slowed down a little bit but I think that was the case everywhere um yeah I mean here lots of stores actually shut some have never reopened and I do think that's really sad um but I guess on the other side of it it's been good for businesses that always sold like in brick and mortar stores have managed to get online and are doing well obviously on yeah. the flip side it's, it's great for those businesses so yeah it feels quite sad that there were some people who've really struggled the past year um but then it's also great for people who've maybe seized new opportunities because, mm-hmm. because they've been forced to it, which isn't wonderful. But it's nice that um, for some, they've been able to come out of this all okay. All yeah, relatively. I, I'm sure it depended a lot of, on the original business model. Like I know some of our restaurants closed. One of our restaurants that we really liked, it was really close to us. I think if it was a buffet style, you know, where they had all the open food and people could go choose their own that restaurant closed permanently. And that was really sad because <laughs> uh, we liked that restaurant called Sweet, Pota- Sweet Tomatoes. Um, but for the companies that were able to say, offer curbside delivery or, you know, or curbside, yeah, curbside delivery or, you know, to your home delivery, those did well, um, as long as they promoted it. So a lot of places we didn't know, you know, were still going or, Um, you know, we didn't necessarily check in on them. So we didn't realize that they had, you know, pivoted and added, you know, these new things that you could do. Um, Curbside curbside pickup is hard for me to say today for some reason. (laughs) But I don't know. Um, It just depends on, you know, did that person that was running that business have enough stamina to, you know, add in a whole new marketing uh, campaign and to get online and offer these new things or an app or something like that. Those that had the, maybe the bandwidth and the staffing that were able, you know, the knowledge to do that did well. And those that, um, you know, maybe they also had their kids at home and couldn't, you know, it's, it's a 50 50. I have no idea. Like some of the businesses I probably still haven't even learned have shut down. Um, and some have done really well. So it just depends. Yeah, Did I you think say it's that super hard for everyone? You said your husband is also working from home, right? I've got a kitty. Yeah. So he's been working from home since March 2020 again. So his office shut down. Well, I say shut down, sent everyone home before we were officially told to stay at home in the UK because we did get like this stay at home order. But before that happened, his company, because he has offices worldwide and I think some of the European branches were closing down, he was told, okay, you're going home. And he's been home ever since because now they've rewritten his contract and he's going to be at home permanently. Um, because they've basically decided that maybe they don't need a central London office, you know, because that's expensive real estate and everyone's been working at home and doing a good job. So, yeah, so now he's permanently at home, which has been a bit of a change. 
Yeah. Are they going to keep the offices or completely do away with them? They had quite a small office anyway. Okay. Um, so, you know, it was like one floor in like a WeWork building. So oh, right. one floor. So I think they're going to keep like a skeleton. You know, they need some sort of presence apparently for if pe- there are face-to-face things or clients need to come in. But mm-hmm. the, the majority of the staff won't be going in on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. My husband is still home as well, but they're starting to tell him that, you know, soon, eventually, you know, we'll need you to be back on site at least three days a week, hoping that maybe, you know, as time goes on, that they'll, that will be even more flexible than it is. But um, how does your husband feel about being told, okay, you're home now. (laughs) Did you have space for him? Um, well, this was, this was, you know, this was a sad thing. So I, re- I, just before this happened again, this all happened in March. My daughter turned, how old did she turn in month four? And we moved her into a new bedroom. She had like a tiny box room. And we moved her into a new room thinking, well, her old room is perfect for an office. So we moved her and then I sort of decorated that room and sort of got it. And that's going to be my office. I was in there for about a week. And then my husband was home and then he has... He still the office. has the office <laughs> so um where you can see me now is I've now made another office downstairs in our house but I'll admit it took me far too long to do this it took me like nine months I think to actually oh, yeah. get round to because I had to move some furniture out to do it and like not everyone was it was really hard to get someone to come and like take things out of your home so it probably was a good nine months actually that I've just been working on the kitchen table or on the sofa or wherever I could fine room but now I have a physical like place to work and I love it it's made such a big difference because it's a room that we're not in as a family all of the time and I just like the fact at the end of the day I can walk out of this room and shut the door okay and I think mentally that that's good I really like that a lot of people say that closing the door is really helps them to be able to move from work into home life again I have I work in a closet and I have a door and part of the reason I like the door is, first of all, it keeps my kids and my cat out most of the time. It must have been cracked just enough that my cat was able to push in. Um, but honestly, I'm messier than my husband is. And it's kind of nice for me to be able to have my space and to close the door and he doesn't have to look at it. And I know that it's not going to have to stress him out if he doesn't have to look at it, <laughs> except for when he needs to come and look for something that I'm sure is probably stressful. So you had an extra room that you could work are you like taking over kind of part of a den or a family yeah exactly that I mean I've taken out a sofa to put a desk in Mm -hmm. we still have a sofa and no one really uh, no one really uses this room that much it Mm -hmm. it doesn't get used like it's not the main room of the house so the back of our house we have a big open plan space where we have a kitchen and people that's where people the kids seem to want to be that's Mm -hmm. kind of where naturally we go Mm -hmm. so I mean like we've got like a small room at the front um where yeah the dog sleeps in here a lot he's in here now I don't know if you can hear him snoring <laughs> and um yes that was good so I kind of wish I'd done it sooner though because it's really hard when you're kind of just working and everyone else is there so you know I'd work at the kitchen table and the kids they're doing their school work or playing or coloring and then I'm cooking like it just felt like it was never ending it just felt like the lines were so blurred and there was no like designated okay this Mm -hmm. is when I'm working and this is when I'm not working because when your laptop's just sat there uh, for me maybe other people got better discipline but I found it really hard to not just go oh I wonder if any new emails have come in in the last 10 minutes which is you know when I'm waiting for the pasta to boil or whatever it is Mm -hmm. which is not very healthy right and for me I get distracted so when my kids are needing me 
Um, you know, they don't have that. Oh, mommy's working. I should not interrupt her, you know, button. <laughs> they just, you know, if they, if they see me, they need me, um, right now. And I guess it's depending on what kind of work, if, if I'm going to be recording my podcast, obviously I need to come in here to be able to close the door and have no interruptions. Where were you recording your podcast when you didn't have an office space? Oh, anywhere I could find a door. So sometimes in the office, if I could persuade my husband to come to leave, um, I should be clear, actually, the reason he took over the office, but I should be clear to be fair to him, because it sounds like he was just really mean and came out. No, 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 no. But um, the job he does, he's a programmer and he has like three massive monitors. He like mm. needs a lot of stuff. So for him, he can't just like hot desk around the house. Right. But whereas I just have a little laptop. But I was recording podcasts. I've recorded one in my ensuite. I recorded in my closet. Um, it was basically whatever room was furthest away from where everyone else in the house was. Um, I've recorded one in my car before because I couldn't find somewhere quiet in the house. It it was just a case of making do. Um, so now, well, the biggest difference now has been the kids, my kids went back to school in, well, they went back in September last year for a while. Mm-hmm. Actually, my little one only started school in September. But then from Christmas through to Easter, they were at home again. So it's literally been like, I don't know, we had six or seven weeks of them not here. And that made a massive difference because it meant I could record podcasts without them actually being in the house, which was huge. Mm-hmm. And um, now I have an office for door. That's the other thing. So they really know now if the door's shut, you don't come in. If if I'm like just working, I keep the door open. And then if they need me, they're welcome to come through. Um, but they really seem to have got if the door's shut, you don't just walk in. And yeah, that's that's been quite good. Your youngest is five now. Is that right? Yeah. So my youngest is also five, but she's almost six later this month. Um, she'll be six. And it's nice because I think we're getting to that point where, I mean, she still needs me a lot, but a little bit less than when she was two and three and four. Um, and a little bit more aware and a little bit more self reliant. Like this morning, my husband is going to be home where, um, we have a car in the shop. And so normally he would be on site once every five weeks he's on call. And this morning he can't go in until after I drop off the kids to school because our car's in the shop and I'm going to have to drive him to, to work. Um, so it's a little bit complicated, but it also makes it nice because I'm recording this podcast with you. It's, you know, we started at six o'clock in the morning and my kids will be awake before, um, before I am done recording. So I've told them last night, I'm like, you need to have your shoes and your socks and your clothes figured out. You need to have your sa- um, snack in your lunchbox. You need to have your water bottles and everything you need to be ready to go. You can take a shower tonight so you don't have to do it in the morning. And so they know that I'll be recording and chances are maybe now this year, they'll know to not barge in on me. <laughs> Thankfully we can edit, you know, if anything ever happens. Um, but like, I feel like this is the year my, my daughter is now actually going into first grade. Um, she still is, you know, her emotions will fluctuate from, you know, one to 10 in five seconds, if, you know, if something bothers her, but, um, if we're just to that point where I feel like maybe it's getting a tiny bit easier and they are going to school right now. Currently, um, we're deciding to take it day by day. Um, uh, we didn't, they did not go to school last year at all. We, we kept them for online school and homeschooling. Um, a little bit of both. And this year we're, we're giving it a try. <laughs> we're going to do weekly COVID testing as a family. And I feel like, okay, this is a year. Maybe now I can, I can work during the day, but I'm finding I had 
basically three days at home this last week when my kids were at school and I'm finding myself being a little like, oh my goodness, I haven't had the house to myself in a year and a half. Um, what do I need to do? And I made lists and I got through a bunch of things, but I can find myself being more distracted by housework. And I'm going to think need to make myself a rule that I can't do housework, which isn't usually my favorite thing anyway, but it's my procrastination tool. I can't really do housework until I get my work done. And I think that will help. How about you? How is it going when you're, are they going to be back in school in September? When do you guys go back? Yeah, they go back in early September. That's when we go back. And I think it'll be good. I mean, I've been quite good at, because I do pickups and drop-offs because my schedule is more flexible than my husband's. Um, What's been really good is that I got into quite a good routine of, I drop them off, I walk the dog and then I work, I stop for lunch and then I work some more and then I pick them up. Um, And I've been trying really hard to keep my work within those hours when they're at school. It doesn't always work. Sometimes, you know, there's something that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. like when we get home or in the evenings but I'm trying my best to fit all my work in within those hours I have which means like I can't get distracted like I see dishes in the sink and I just think okay I'll deal with you tonight because I'm trying so so hard to just have those boundaries um because I think for like my mental health and like for my kids and for us as a family it just works so much better like my husband's always been really good at that like he always takes an hour for lunch or when you know if he can take an hour for lunch mm-hmm. and relaxes and then works until whenever and then switches computer off and is done but I was always finding that I was I don't know that especially when the kids were home it was it wasn't quite set in stone because there weren't any real working hours it was like okay so you're doing some writing so I'll just go and do some emails and then I'll come back and give you some attention and then and it, that didn't work so now I feel like I can have some structure and I'm even trying to do it in the summer like so my kids are here we don't have any holiday clubs and things like that have been quite hard this summer they're just there aren't many options and also if I'm honest I don't feel comfortable just yet sending my kids to places with other kids who I don't know and I don't know their families and you know like it's yep. it feels quite risky skill whereas same. in school they're like same children you know same children mm-hmm. every day so even during the summer, I'm trying to be really organized and say, okay, I'm going to work these hours on this day and these hours on this day and kind of, yeah. And sort of say, so like this afternoon, obviously I'm talking to you and my kids know, okay, I'm going to work until four o'clock and then I'm done. And tomorrow um, they're actually doing something tomorrow. So I have a bit more time, but I'm trying to be really intentional about these are going to be my working hours and the other hours are for the kids. Cause the whole point of me doing this is so that I can, spend more time with my kids um and when I spend time with them I really want to spend time with them I find it really hard to if I get distracted I like staying you know staying in the moment and not thinking about the next thing but I find that if I have a list and I go well okay I've got to do all this stuff but I've got two hours tomorrow when I can do it I can put it aside then whereas if I'm just winging it and just trying to find blocks of time that wasn't working for me Yeah. It sounds a lot like what my summer has looked like, uh, you know, just trying to fit things in where I can, but, um, most of my working hours have been up until the kids wake up. And so I actually wake up a few hours before they do, you know, I started today at 4am, um, and I'll work until, you know, we'll be doing this podcast recording until my 7am your 3pm, I think. Yes. And then we're going to be rushing, rushing, rushing to get into school. And then I have another one um, that I'm recording today at 10 o'clock. 
So once I, I know that if I can drive my husband to work and then back at 10 o'clock, I'll have another five hours. I can start to work in the past. I used to sleep during the daytime because I'd wake up at like two o'clock in the morning or even work completely overnight. And so this is a, a, new, a new experiment. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your actual physical setup. So you said your husband has the three monitors and are you working off of a laptop like I am right now? Yeah, I've got a laptop. I've got a standing desk. So I don't know if you can tell that I'm standing, but I'm standing. Because I couldn't tell, but that's desk. cool. Yeah, Good. I do have a chair, but I try not to use it. I like, I quite like standing when I'm on the phone. I Does it like, let you go up and down? Yeah. And I do go up and I do sit sometimes, but I feel like when I'm on the phone, I just feel like when you're standing, you can't get fatigued. Um, I'm not saying that I always would get fatigued when I'm talking on the phone, but do you know what I mean? I think if you're on calls a lot of the time, I find that I like to stand up. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd do that if I worked in an office for other people because I think I'd feel strange but it's just me so it's fine um yeah and that is literally all I've got I'm just looking around yeah I've got a laptop it's plugged in I have a notebook I have some water I'm pretty minimal here but right. that's all I that's all I need and when you say you're plugged in do you mean like to the electrical or to yeah, an ethernet to the electrical, and that's it and then we have a um, wi-fi broadband and I don't have a phone. Well, I do have a phone, my own phone, but I don't have a work phone as such because if I do calls, I do them on Zoom. So okay. don't need a physical phone. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's a very, very minimal setup. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm recording my podcast, I have um, a microphone as well that I get kind of, that I get all set up. So when you do your podcast, since you said you've been done, you've done it in all these different places, your car, your closet and everything, your ensuite, did you, um, do you do audio only, or do you also do video for, for your podcast? I record the video, but I, cause I don't know how to not do that, but I only use the audio, but I don't know how to just record audio on Zoom. Maybe there's a fancy way of doing it, but I don't know. It, oh, so. I see. Uh, do you keep the recordings then? Do you publish them or you just don't put them up? I don't do anything with them. I keep them for a while. Um, and not every, the other thing is not everybody likes to be on video. Yeah. I always put myself on the screen because I think it's nice for the person I'm interviewing to be able mm-hmm. to see my face. Um, but I do sometimes speak to people who say, actually, I don't want the video on. I'm not comfortable with that. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I like them to be able to see me so they can see that I'm smiling at them and stuff. Right. It's nice for actually just recording, even if you don't publish it, to have that interaction. So you can kind of see each other and see each other's responses. Like sometimes I've had a few people that are difficult to interrupt (laughs) and, you know, or to ask a question. And so I've even said, you know, if you start to see me raise up my hand a little bit, like I might need to you know, ask a question or ask, you know, say something or finish. Some people have told me, you know, I have a hard deadline. I have to be done by, you know, 6am or whatever time we are recording and they'll just keep talking. (laughs) I'll be like, remember you have to go somewhere. Um, that's happened recently. Uh, so you have the, the microphone and then are you using like your webcam or are you using like an external camera as well? I'm just using my webcam at the moment. I can say it's a fairly basic, set up Um, I have to be honest it's not there's nothing fancy and you know at some point I think I will get a better mic and I will get you know maybe I will upgrade it all but when I started I mean I've got a decent laptop but everything else like when I started the podcast I was like well I'm not going to splash a lot of money on an expensive microphone because I don't know how it's going to go if nobody's listening um, as much as I enjoy it Mm -hmm. it's it can only last for so long Right. Yeah. My, my microphone is not fancy. I'm going to actually move it a little bit, but it's, um, 
it, it was the one that was recommended to me at the store. And then as soon as I got home, I Googled it and they were like, yeah, that's not a very good one, actually. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I purchased it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fix it. There's a few tricks you can, you know, turn down the gain so it doesn't catch every single sound in the entire room, like the fan buzzing and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I want to say that I'm fairly minimal, but I kind of am not because I was teaching English and I just had a lot of physical things that I would use as my physical props. Um, but now over time, I've learned a lot more of the digital tools that I can use for that, like to put an apple up on the screen instead of having to hold one. Um, and so as I've done that, I've been able to reduce more and more. And now as I'm leaning into other areas of my work, I can I can revamp my entire storage here to not be so so many toys right now. I just have like, if I need a banana, I have a banana. <laughs> and um, yeah. So you've got the chair. Is it a sitting chair or is it like a standing stool? No, like you can do, you can do both actually. You can have it as a, a, a low down one, or you can raise it high. To be honest, so if I have the desk up, I like to stand because I don't like to fiddle. About. I get, I don't know. I'm not a person. I don't like to fiddle with things. I just like them to work. So have my chair set at the right height. So if I want to sit down, it's at the right height. Uh-huh. And if I want to stand, I'm at the right height. I don't. Yeah, it infuriates me if I have to spend a long time kind of getting things in place all right so I'm kind of curious about your chair because that sounds great I have um a very old chair that I've been sitting on it it was a good chair 20 years ago it's just you know worn out now so I'm ready to upgrade soon so I might need to get you to send me a link of what you what you were using oh I will yeah it's good I mean I don't I'll be honest I don't sit loads um I do try and stand a bit just because I feel like um yeah just because I feel like I I was about to say because I feel like I sit a lot, but actually, no, I don't. I'm just thinking, oh, what am I talking about? I don't sit much at all. But I, in my head, I was just like, I need to stand because I sit a lot. But no, I don't sit a lot. I might sit when I'm like playing <laughs> with the kids or eating, but actually, no, I probably don't. Um, I sit a lot. I sit more than I should, and I'm ready for a standing desk. This one technically will allow me to stand, but it doesn't make it easy. It's very manual. I have to manually lift up my monitor to something higher. And it's so inconvenient that I don't do it enough. So you are working while your kids are home with you. What are you doing to help your kids stay, I don't know, occupied during the day? It, it kind of depends. I'll be really honest. My kids, especially my little one, my five-year-old, because I started that first business when she was a baby, I only realized this when I was looking back the other day. It's like, she's always seen me work. So when she was, yeah, but for my, for my whole life I've worked and I've always worked from home. So she's seen me work and I didn't, because she used to go to the nursery, I didn't used to work like all of the, you know, the whole time when she was with me. But there have been times where I've been like, okay, you're with me today, but I need to do a phone, make a phone call or I need to do something quickly. So she's she's definitely seen me work. And then obviously the past year with the homeschooling, um, been at home all the time and I've had you know had to work again so sometimes like this morning I did I because I'm just back from holiday I was away last week and that's the other thing I'm trying to do this holiday being really intentional like last week I didn't work so took a week off not work actually I say that I did check in on a few things but in general I didn't work um this week I'm working this morning I played and my kids they played some Playmobil and then they went in the garden and then they came and asked for a snack and then they went to play Lego. They're quite good now. They never were. This is like the first summer where they have been. 
they're kind of like okay we get you need to work and I'm I'm being quite good at saying I'm working between this hour and this hour my little one can't tell the time but the big one can and I just say I'm working between these hours and then we're going to finish and then we're going to do something so I worked a bit this morning and then we finished and then we took the dog for a walk and then we had some lunch and then we played and then I've told them okay I'm working again and I think to be honest now they're probably watching tv because my little one especially still gets tired in the afternoon she doesn't mm-hmm. sleep or anything but she does she definitely needs some downtime but I kind of think well she spent most of the afternoon in the garden so fine oh, yeah. um so it is a little bit it is a little bit of both so they are kind of good with especially my youngest one will like sit at the table with me like if I'm working on my laptop she'll come in like she wants me to put my desk down low so she can sit there too and do like coloring or something like that and mm-hmm. she's quite like she's quite good um and obviously you know she's five she does need things but in general she's pretty good at letting me work good. I don't think if letting sounds right but I do really think it helps that she's always seen me work and so she kind of gets okay mummy's working but then when she finishes working she'll play with me and um, generally now for the first time I feel like that's okay like they kind of accept that I'm gonna work mm-hmm. we my husband is working at a desk and usually they always know if he's in a meeting because he's got headphones on if he's not if he doesn't have headphones on they know that they could walk up to him and ask a question but they do it excessively like even if I'm perfectly available sitting on the couch doing nothing, they'll still go interrupt my husband because he's a wonderful dad and they like to be around him. And I think even my five-year-old probably prefers him sometimes. And I'm like, what am I chopped liver? I'm right here. You know, you could ask me the question. Um, but with, oh, what was I going to say with the, um, you know, my schedule, I've been working before they wake up and then it does give me a little bit more freedom, but I am still usually kind of like learning and researching and like communicating back and forth to set up a meeting or request people's headshots or something like that. Um, my kids have discovered the library this year. Like we, I mean, of course we've always known about the library, but this year is like the year that they all actually like the library. And so I will reserve books for them and go pick them up and we'll just have hundreds of books in the home in addition to the thousands that I already have. Um, but if they get engaged with like a series of books, you know, they can be, you know, flat out for, I don't know, hours. Of course, they're like, go read a book. They don't want to. But if they find a book, they're going to be more interested in it for, you know, a longer amount of time. We've started listening to audiobooks. So sometimes if I want, if I don't want them to have screen time, but I want them to be occupied or engaged with something, I'll lay out a blanket, I'll dump out all the Legos on the blanket, and I'll turn on an audiobook. So we've been listening to Harry Potter lately. So if they finish the book on audiobook, then we'll watch the movie or vice versa. If you watch the movie, then we'll listen to the audiobook. My kids told me that they like to fill in the blanks of the book. I always wanted to read the book and then I would always be disappointed by the movie because it leaves so much out. <laughs> and my kids are like, let's do it the other way around. So that's one of the things that we've been doing to keep them engaged. But now that they're back in school, it's a little bit easier. And that's really nice. We do a lot of audiobooks as well. And my, my eldest is eight and he loves reading. Like We went to the library last week and 
he got he read two of the books the same day like he will literally sit and just read yep. my little one is because she's five she can she can read but she doesn't read as much to herself because she's still not quite there yet mm-hmm. like she could do it but much prefers someone reading to her yeah. which is where the audio books are wonderful and I've also just got um my youngest into podcasts as well there's a new podcast and I've forgotten what it's called but it's a kid it's a, it's a podcast for kids about books and she really likes that as well and it's only like 15 minute episodes mm-hmm. So that's quite nice as well, because it's just talking about books and then like, then it's like, it gives us a reason to say, oh, maybe we'll go and see if we can find that book in the library because we've just been talking about it. Wow. That's really nice as well. We have about a 15 minute drive from here to our school. And I told the kids, I'm like, maybe we should find a podcast that we can listen to together. So if you think of the name of that one, you'll have to let me know. I will do. I will do. I'll look it up for you. Do you have anything that you would like to uh, recommend for people who might be thinking about working from home or who are looking at possibly making a more permanent decision? Um, like your husband is going from like, oh, it was a temporary thing. And now, wait, this is this is our reality now. Do you have any advice to make it a little bit easier for people? So I think things I would recommend is definitely having your own working space. I think that's really important. And now that I have like this set area in the house that's mine to work, I really wish I had it sooner. I wish I'd just got, I mean, got the desk, not worried about, oh, this piece of furniture has to be moved there. I should have just done it and just, you know, worried about the other stuff earlier. I really think it makes a difference. I think sort of squatting on the kitchen table or the sofa is fine for like someone who, works the odd couple of hours but I think if you're looking to work from home more permanently you do need your own space that is yours um also for like the mental health aspect of it as well that you can be like okay I finished work now so I'm going to move away from this area even if it's an area in the same room you can just like physically walk away from mm-hmm. your workspace and maybe you won't sit in that chair or whatever it is until yep. you go back to work I'd recommend that and also having well, this is what works for me, and this may not work for everyone, but I personally think it's good to have some kind of boundaries about when you do and don't work. I know that, like, for example, I've been sleeping a lot better since I've had a hard stop every day. So, like I said, but my kids are at school, when I go and pick them up from school, that's generally when I stop. And as I said, not always, because sometimes something happens that I try and say, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. stop working then. And I might do a little bit of check of emails a bit later on in the day. But um, after like 8 p.m. my UK time, I, I set this app up where like you can't, I can't access anything. And it's been great. At first it was really hard, but actually it's been wonderful because it just means like there's that complete break, like between sort of finishing your evening and going to bed. And I just find that I sleep so much better because it can be really tempting. And I definitely used to do this. I would like, it might be like 10 p.m. And I'd be like checking my emails and why? Like nobody, there's nothing that's going to happen that urgent that you need to know about it then. Nobody expects you to reply at that time. So why do it? Because I I really think you're just making things hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think, and that those boundaries might not be what works for everyone, but I think having kind of knowing what your boundaries are because I think as well, it's depending on what you do. Like if you work for clients, you do work for other people. You can always feel like you're a bit beholden to them. But actually, I think that's the other reason you need boundaries to say, well, actually, you know, you can even have a footer, can't you, in your emails. I reply to emails between this time and this time. I've seen a lot of people do that. I don't do that myself, but I think it's quite a good idea just to make it clear that just because you're a freelancer or you're working for yourself, perhaps, 
or even if you work for a boss, just because you're at home doesn't mean like you're available 24 hours a day and doesn't mean that anyone can expect that from you, unless you've got a job that involves that. But mm-hmm. um, many of us probably don't. So I think, yeah, having boundaries in place yep. and making sure you sort of stick to them and you're clear about them. Yeah. My husband is on call every five weeks. And when he's on call, he's going to have to answer those calls yeah. and check his emails more often. But the other times it's like, you know, he actually has his office in our bedroom, which was a little bit weird to have a desk right there. Uh, but, you know, it's still, it's like that division. Like you just, he only sits at that chair if he's working and he doesn't sit in it if he's not. And it works, you know, you eventually use, even if it's in your bedroom, you can make that barrier and just be like, this is when I'm working. This is when I'm not. So if anybody wanted to try to find your physical products that you've been selling, um, your are they bamboo? You said they're baby products, but what did you say they're? Yeah, they're bamboo baby products. Okay. So I have a website, which is tinychipmunk.com. And that's where my products can be found. At the moment, I'm only shipping in the UK because after Brexit, um, things got quite expensive and I'll be, and you know, things are quite expensive and quite tricky in terms of like sending stuff out in and out okay. of the country. It's been mm-hmm. quite hard here. Um, that might change though, because you know, things do things do change. Um, but at the moment I'm just trying to keep things super, super simple. Um, and if people want my help or to even just find out a bit more what I do, so that you can get my podcast, I've got a blog as well, like loads of free stuff basically. It's vickyweinberg.com and um maybe if you can put a link in the show notes, April, because I'm aware that both Vicky and Weinberg could be spelled multiple ways so um, oh go ahead and spell them and I will absolutely can I spell put, it yeah so it's v-i-c-k-i-w-e-i-n-b-e-r-g.com okay got it perfect yeah we'll put that in the show notes with a link to your store and also vickywineberg.com uh, where you do your consulting and helping people who want to sell are you focused mainly on people who want to sell physical products Yes, just people who just want to sell physical products. And um, yeah, and there's loads of free stuff on there as well. People want to have a look like there's the blog and the podcast and like a few like free resources and stuff as well. So it might be useful, even if you don't you know, want to actually work with me. And then what is the main theme of your podcast? You said your help. Is that where you're talking about selling physical products as well? Yeah, so it's it's a podcast for people who want to who are either just thinking about selling their own product, physical products, or maybe they're in the early stages. And I basically I interview other small products businesses. So, you know, I'm not talking like the e-commerce giants. I'm talking about like the you know the mainly mainly mums. Um, for some reason, most of my guests have been women working from home, creating and selling their own products and then I also interview guests on topics that might be of use so websites PR marketing and I get in experts in those areas and they talk as well but specifically focused at physical products so it's a great place for anyone starting out um because I found like lots of the podcasts I was listening to seemed to be pitched at people who were maybe a couple of years in so I wanted to do something super accessible for people who are just starting out if you were to uh, contact you to work with you, what style do you usually do? Like one-on-one, like meetings like this, where we're just talking, or do you have like a course that people go through or membership or anything like that? So at the moment, I have an online course, which has been running for a couple of years now. Um, but I have, I have in the last sort of six months, I'd say, been moving into doing a lot more one-to-one as well. So I can do, I can do bespoke one-to-one programs to people. I also do some done-for-you services, and I also offer some power hours. I have one on 
should you sell your products on Amazon, which is for people who, yeah, as it sounds, have a product and are like, would this work on Amazon or not? And I can like do all the research for them. And then I have a general Amazon one-to-one I do as well for people who've got questions and just want to fire loads of questions at me, which is also good. Um, but I mainly work one-to-one or with small teams. Got it. All right. Any final words before we head out? I don't think so. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I've loved talking to you. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been Vicki Weinberg with April Malone and this is Yes, I Work From Home. We'll see you next time. <laughs>